The views and opinions expressed during this show are those of the hosts and guests only. In no way do they represent the views, positions, or opinions expressed or implied of WGSO 990 AM or North Shore Radio, LLC. I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. This guy do what we do. We play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish strong. Yes, from the top. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Welcome to the Something to Say radio show on WGSO 990 AM and streaming live on WGSO.com. No subjects are off limits, so call in with your questions and comments to 504-556-9696. And now the host of the Something to Say radio show, B.J. Rust. I'm the cult of personality, the cult of personality, the cult of personality. Alright, welcome to another edition of the Something to Say radio show on WGSO 990 AM and streaming live on WGSO.com. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Um, I know that I did. We ate way too much and uh, it was nice to spend some time with uh, with some friends and, uh, and have, a, have a nice uh, nice day and uh, watch some football and uh, just relax a little bit, you know. I'm sure uh, hopefully everybody else got that opportunity to do that. Um, now we, we're full steam ahead to uh, to Christmas, which once we get through that, then uh, everybody here knows that uh, it's now carnival season. So no rest for the wicked, right? Uh, let's talk about the Saints. Um, after dropping uh, the game 24 to 15 against the Falcons last week, I don't know about you, but um, I think that might have been the worst performance that I've seen out of them in quite some time. Um, just a, a ridiculous anemic offense. And I you know they've moved the ball down the field quite a few times, right? Uh, only to come away with field goals. And that's not going to win you any games. This is a game they should have won. They should have won walking away. Uh, Desmond Ritter was nothing to uh, to write home about. He, he threw for 168 yards. He threw two interceptions. And um, uh, it's just disappointing. You know, Derek Carr had 30, 300 yards passing, no touchdowns, because we didn't score any touchdowns. But he did throw an interception that uh, – was ran back for a touchdown, and um, I don't know. You know, is it? I, you know, I saw the uh, the uh, article on NOLA.com the other day uh, from Patrick McGee the, with about Mickey Loomis and him saying that you know, quote unquote, we have the right. He believes with all of his heart that they've got the right people in the building, and. Uh, uh, there are just too many things that are good signs. I, I don't know what those signs are. I, I really don't. 
Um, you know, he says they're twelfth in the NFL in offense. Uh, yeah, that's true. Twelfth in in, in aver- you know yards per game. They average three hundred forty-seven yards a game. I think this is a very optimistic look on uh, on things, and, and I don't think this is the right outlook to have at this point. Um, we've had two years of Dennis Allen. We know what it's all about. Um, I believe there was enough upgrades made uh, over the summer that this this team should be in a lot better position than what they are, especially given the fact that they have one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. Actually, I think they have the easiest schedule in the NFL. And, uh, you know, there was injuries that happened, of course, on Sunday. You know, Chris Olave left with a, con- with a concussion. Uh, uh, Rashid Shaheed left with, uh, I believe it was a thigh injury. Uh, I know Cam Jordan uh, went out later in the game, too. Um, and, of course, playing without Michael Thomas and Marshawn Lattimore, who have both been put on the injured reserve. I don't care. This still was a game that should have been won. Um, you know, you come away with nothing but field goals, and then you miss one at the end. Uh, and apparently, group uh, Blake Groupie has uh, suffered a, I believe a, I want to say a core injury. I, I think that's what it is. I don't quote me on that. I'd have to go back and look. But um, uh, I know they signed a, a new kicker yesterday. I think this is just an awful lot of excuses at this point, um, and, and there's not any results. And I don't believe at this point in the game, you know, here we are, we're going into week 13, that there's going to be some massive changes that where all of a sudden everything clicks and, and they just run the table for the rest of the year. It's not going to happen. And uh, I believe, unfortunately, we're getting exactly what uh, everybody else thought we were getting with Derek Carr. You know, there's times where he looks – uh, he looks like an all-pro, and then there's times where, like when he threw the pick six on Sunday, you don't you, you scratch your head, like what the hell are you doing? Uh, you know, I, I don't know, and I don't know if you can bench him when you've when you've given him 150 million dollars. That's probably not the answer either, or at least not. I mean, not the answer that we're going to get. And uh, you know, I, I still believe that having Taysom Hill at this point. Uh, at quarterback, I think would be the best move. At least then it, it has the the other teams questioning what our uh, our game plan is going to be because it seems like everybody kind of has a has a pretty good grasp on uh, on what kind of offense we're going to be running uh, week to week. You know, Alvin Kamara had 15 carries on Sunday uh, for 69 yards, and uh, Taysom Hill had seven carries for 26. Jamal Williams, who's really not ever gotten out of the starting gate this season, had two carries for six yards, and uh, you know I think he could be used in a lot, uh, a lot better role. Uh, you know, and, and the other part too is you get down to the red zone. I don't understand why we're not running the ball a little bit more than what we are. With with the fact that you have Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara, and Jamal Williams, um, geez, I, I would take my chances with them as opposed to anything else we got going on. Because we don't have much going on. Uh, I mean, it's just it's it's sad, and, and you know I understand Mickey Loomis wanting to give that vote of confidence, but man, it's when you look at the stats of, of where this team is ranked, uh, opponents points per game is they're uh, ranked ninth in the league, so that's good, and you know yards per game on offense, you know like Loomis said, it's twelfth. It is, but you know let's talk about the important one. Red zone scoring percentage, and we're not talking about uh, 
We're not talking about field goals because we probably lead the league in that. Uh, red zone scoring percentage is uh, 42.5%, which is 29th in the league. That's one of the worst in the league. There's only, I think, what, there's 32 teams in the league? Um, it's just terrible. Rushing play percentage ranked 21st. Rushing yards per, uh, per rush ranked 28th. Uh, rushes per game, 11th. So that's, uh, you know, that's admirable, but we're not doing anything. We're not getting anywhere. Rushing touchdowns per game, 0.6, and that's ranked 20th. Um, let's see. Passes per game. We're ranked number two in the NFL, though it shouldn't be that high. Thirty over, A little over 38 attempts per game. Shouldn't be that high, especially with somebody like Derek Carr. Uh, I mean, anytime you're up over 30, there's probably you're probably behind in the game quite often. Uh, we're also ranked 25th in field goal conversion at 80%. It's just not good enough. Um, penalties per game were ranked 29th, and uh, penalty yards per game ranked 29th. This team doesn't have a good enough offense right now to overcome the uh, overcome those penalties. Um, you know, and that is just not being disciplined. And I put that squarely on the coaching staff. I think uh, there's there's some of it you have the players have to own for sure. Absolutely. You can't put everything on Carmichael and Allen. But I also don't believe that the leadership of Carmichael and Allen has helped overcome the deficiencies of the players. Um, it just hasn't. And, you know, when these guys get to the NFL, they obviously know what they're doing as far as being a player. What they need is help to figure out strategy. <clears throat> and, and, and just like any leader, it doesn't matter if you're working, if you're a head coach in the NFL or if you're managing a Verizon store. You always need to put your people in positions to succeed, and I don't see that happening. And some of it uh, is just getting to the point where it's nauseating to watch on a week-to-week basis. And I don't know if it's going to get any better this week when you play in Detroit. Detroit's a very is a hell of a lot better than they've been in a long time, and if we can't handle beating the Vikings – or the Falcons, or some of these other teams. I don't. This was one of the toughest games on the schedule this year. I, I don't have a lot of faith that the Saints can win that game. Uh, I would like to, and especially with the injuries, and we'll get into the injury report a little bit later in the show, um, <clears throat> and whenever we preview the ga- preview the game. But um, man, it, it's just disappointing, and uh, and hard to watch, truthfully, just to put it bluntly. So. I don't know. Hopefully things get better. I mean, the nice thing is, if you're going to look at the bright side of everything, uh, at least it's the end where the Saints are in the NFC South and there's still an opportunity. And that last game of the season now becomes huge because the, the Falcons have the tiebreaker. Now the problem is is that if, if, if the Saints win and everything stays the same as it is right now, the Falcons have the tiebreaker over that because they're 3-0 and in the division. And... Uh, playing against uh, uh, the Panthers and the Bucks, I don't look for them to lose those games. They may. I doubt it, but they may. Um, so, you know, we're going to have to hope for some outside help in all this. And uh, you don't like being in that – Being no team likes being put in that position. So, uh, 
Just disappointing. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a break. Come back and uh, we'll talk about the Pels and uh, got some other stuff to talk about. And uh, we'll get into some Florida Man for before we get out of here tonight, too. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Downtown by myself and I had so much time to sit and think about myself. And then there she was like double cherry pie. Yeah, there she was Like disco superfly I smell sex and candy hair Who's that lounging in my chair? Who's that casting devious stares in my direction? Mama, the surely is a dream Big Easy Pet Shop and Rescue is a nonprofit volunteer run rescue. We provide adoption services and care for homeless animals across the New Orleans metro area. We also offer pet supplies and grooming services at our downtown and Marigny locations. The shops are located at 839 Spain Street and 513 Dumaine Street and are open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays and noon to 6 on Saturdays, noon to 5 on Sundays. We can be found on the web at BigEasyPetShop.com. Support local animals in need by shopping and adopting with Big Easy Animal Rescue. Are you looking for the perfect personalized gift for your friends and loved ones? Then look no further than Crow and Crescent. Crow and Crescent provides customizable handmade gifts, tumbler cups, and much more. All items are handmade with care and can be gift wrapped with personalized messages. For more information, you can find us at crowandcrescent.com and on Instagram. Crow and Crescent, let us show you the right gift for any occasion. back with more of the something to say radio show on wgso 990 am and streaming live on wgso.com uh, i just saw this uh, the other day and I, it just blew my mind it shouldn't but it did it blew my mind and uh it just goes to show where the head of you know where the heads of some of these kids are that are playing sports what really is meaningful to them um, I'm not sure if you heard about it, but uh, there was a post-game interview, I guess, from Wednesday night, I believe it was, with um, the Louisville basketball coach, Kenny Payne, talking about uh, why one of his star players, Ty Law Johnson, didn't really play much in the first half of the game. And uh, um and in the post, this was all in the post-game interview. And uh, well, I actually have the audio, so let's take a listen, and I'll let him tell you why why this young man decided he, he didn't he didn't uh, he did he couldn't play very much in the first half. 
Kenny Tyler played about three minutes in that first half. And uh, what was it? Did he miss a couple of defensive assignments early on and then you put him back in in the second you half? You ready for this? I probably shouldn't tell you this. We didn't have the tights that he wanted, so he didn't know if he wanted to play. Oh, yeah. What? You heard it. We didn't have the tights that he wanted that we've never had for him. And he decided, I don't feel like I can go. That's what young people do. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't even know. But he figured it out in the second half. He accepted the fact that we didn't have the tights that we've never had for him. And he played, and he played well. Next. Yep, that's right. He didn't want to play because uh, he the, the team didn't have the tights that he wanted. So he didn't know if he wanted to play. I, I mean, that is just one of the most mind-blowing things I've ever heard. Uh, you know, somebody that grew up playing sports, I, you know, I get the philosophy. If you if you look good, you feel good, you know, that type of thing. Um, and you play good. But that's just too much. This kid was a top 100 recruit and, I, you know, was one of the, is one of the top kids off the bench for them. Um and only played three minutes of the first half because uh, because the right the right tights weren't uh, weren't there. I, I mean that's just preposterous to me. Uh, I don't believe the kid has such a uh, um, uh, such a, such a problem with need with a need for compression uh, legging that uh, he can't play without one. That's just that's ridiculous to me. And uh, that just goes to show where where some of these kids, where their head's at, which I guess their head's right where you think it is. It's up where the sun doesn't shine. So, um, yeah, just disappointing and ridiculous. Um, but let's talk about some good good stuff with the basketball. Um, Pels uh, got C.J. McCollum back this week, and uh, they'll be moving on from the in-season tournament to the knockout round, which they'll be taking on uh, the Sacramento Kings on Monday night. I believe that game's at uh, 8 o'clock our time, I think, maybe. But uh, either way, you know, I'm not sold on the in-season tournament thing. I don't – I mean, I guess teams are playing hard. I know the other night there was – uh, a bit of an issue between the Bulls and the Celtics because the Celtics were up by a ton and kept their starters in because part of the tiebreaker for the uh, for the tournament is point differential, and uh, you know they I guess that was the reasoning behind keeping their starters in so long. And I know that um, the head coach for the Bulls was upset about that, but uh, either way. Um, it's nice that the Pels have moved on, and the Pels have been playing pretty well. Uh, they got C.J. McCollum back, and uh, you know he played well against the Sixers on Wednesday night. Had 20 points, in, uh, and still played 28 minutes, which was a little surprising. Not sure if he's going to be um, if he's going to be cleared to play on the road yet. I guess that uh, the, the the jury's still out on that, and depending on, uh, on on how he's doing with the collapse long thing, but. Overall, in a great game when, uh, Wednesday night also by Zion. Flirted with a triple-double, had 33 points, six assists, and, uh, and eight boards, and uh, really played well. And really what was the most uh, impressive thing is he was 11 for 12 from the free throw line. If he shoots like that from the free throw line, there's no reason why he can't average 30 points a game. 
you know, as long as he stays healthy. Now, granted, the the Sixers didn't have Joel Embiid, but um, you know, it, they, the the Pelicans still played well. They had a little bit of a, I think, a lack of focus in the fourth quarter because they were up so big, and they they ended up letting the Sixers get within, I think it was twelve at one point after being up by twenty five and twenty six points. So. Uh, a little bit more focus, but it, you know, it definitely looks like the Pels are heading in the right direction. So we have something to be excited about for sure. So, all right, let's take a break. Come back, and uh, we'll talk about Week 13 in the NFL, and uh, who knows what else we'll get into. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after the news. perfect personalized gift for your friends and loved ones, then look no further than Crow and Crescent. Crow and Crescent provides customizable handmade gifts, tumbler cups, and much more. All items are handmade with care and can be gift wrapped with personalized messages. For more information, you can find us at crowandcrescent.com and on Instagram. Crow and Crescent, let us show you the right gift for any occasion. Big Easy Pet Shop and Rescue is a nonprofit volunteer-run rescue. We provide adoption services and care for homeless animals across the New Orleans metro area. We also offer pet supplies and grooming services at our downtown and Marigny locations. The shops are located at 839 Spain Street and 513 Dumain Street and are open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays and noon to 6 on Saturdays, noon to 5 on Sundays. We can be found on the web at BigEasyPetShop.com. Support local animals in need by shopping and adopting with Big Easy Animal Rescue. Well, I got my heart up in a beautiful mess. I should have known better when I took the rest. I had to wreck myself and a gamble I broke. Yeah, shaking something mental. Right, we're back with more of the Something to Say radio show on WGSO 990 AM. All right, let's talk. Uh, let's talk NFL Week 13, and uh, I guess we should start with the Saints and the Lions. Uh, no surprise that Detroit is favored by four and a half, uh, with an over/under of 46 and a half. Oof, I don't know. Seems a little high for the over/under, over but. I don't know. I mean, the way the Saints' offense is, it would have to be the uh, Lions carrying uh, most of that. But um, I think this is a really tough game for them to win. Uh, of course, talking about the Saints, um, you know, Chris Olave, I believe, is still in concussion protocol. Um, Rashid Shaheed, I would assume, wouldn't be playing. And uh, I just don't think they have the weapons and they're not it'd be different if the defense was playing really well but they're not and they haven't played really well in quite a few weeks and uh um despite the uh uh 
what Mickey Loomis said earlier in the week about uh, all, the, all the right people are in place and you know that it's uh, everything's everything's rosy. It's not, and uh, you know the Lions are a good team. They're eight and three, four and one on the road. Um, I don't see any reason why why the Lions couldn't won't win this game, unless uh, unless the the Saints team that we all thought we were getting is the, is the Saints team that shows up on Sunday. But uh, unfortunately, I don't I don't think that's going to be the case, and uh, that Saints team hasn't showed up truthfully all season, so. Um, I, I think the, uh, I think the lions cover this and, uh, just hopefully it doesn't end up being ugly. You know, that's, that's really all I think you can hope for is a good game and not to get blown out. Uh, let's see what else we got this week. Uh, Colts and the Titans in Nashville, uh, Colts favored by one. And, uh, shockingly, you know, I, the, the Colts, uh, I don't think anybody realizes they actually have a winning record right now. And uh, they've been doing it with Gardner Minshew at quarterback. And uh, they've been playing pretty darn well. Um, it wouldn't surprise me that they that they win this game on the road. I think you'd have to have a big game out of Derrick Henry. And, uh, and Will Levis would have to have a good game too. But... Uh, um, I think the Colts. I think the Colts are, are uh, going to take this one. So we're going to go with the Colts. Uh, oh boy, Chargers and the Patriots. That's a stink fest. Um, I, I mean, you'd have to go with the Chargers. They're favored by five and a half on the road, with an over under of forty and a half. Um, yeah, I, I think the Patriots are in such a disarray. It'll be. It'll be. Uh, I wouldn't say surprising, but it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens with Belichick after the season's over with because I have a feeling he's not going to be there anymore. Uh, then we've got the Falcons and the Jets. Uh, we need the Jets to win that game badly, and I don't know if they can. Uh, hopefully the Jets' defense can take care of business at home. They're in in the MetLife Stadium. Um but man, I just don't think Zach Wilson's got got what it takes. But uh, it, you know, I don't know. Is he better than Desmond Ritter? Probably. Uh, I was, I'm not impressed with that kid either. So uh, I, I don't know. I think Jet, uh, Atlanta's favored by two. I'm taking the Jets, not just because of, uh, because of being a Saints fan, but uh, I, I just I don't think the Falcons are that good. So. Um, not to say the Jets are, but I think the Jets' defense is the is the uh, is what they can lean on. Uh, then you got the Cardinals at Pittsburgh taking on the Steelers. Pittsburgh's favored by six. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't see any reason why they don't win that game walking away. Um, and I would expect them to cover the six points too. Uh, then you have the Dolphins. In Washington D.C. to take on the Commanders. Uh, Miami's favored by nine and a half. Uh, yeah, but you know here, the, the, I mean logically, yes, I would say that they should be able to cover that. But I don't know why. But every now and then, Washington is that team that, that has throws a good game out there and and ends up upsetting someone. But um, I don't I don't know if this is going to be that time. The Dolphins' offense is just is ridiculous. 
then you have the six and five Broncos. Yes, six and five, as bad as they were when they first started, they have a better record than the Saints do. They're taking on the six and five Texans, and uh, uh, I would actually, I, I, I think the, uh, I think Houston, they're favored by three. I think they cover that. Um, you know, C.J. Stroud has just had a, a phenomenal rookie season. He's got over 3,000 yards passing, 19 touchdowns, and only five interceptions. Um, I, I think that uh, I think everybody missed the boat on him. And, and you know, we, were, we talked about it on the show that, you know, his, his uh, acumen tests weren't very good. But uh, obviously he's, he's got it where it counts because uh, he's, he's having a hell of a year. And, and they, they're all playing really well for the, on the Texans. And um, kind of, you know, I'm happy to see that. You know, they've been uh, – they, they went through so much stuff with Deshaun Watson and, and, you know, they were taking it on the chin for all of that stuff. But, uh, you know, they've came out the, the other side a, a heck of a lot better off. Uh, let's see here. Who else? We got, we got Panthers and Bucks. Ugh. It'd be nice if the Panthers would beat them, but I don't think that's going to happen, especially in Tampa Bay. Um, yeah, Tampa's favored by five with an over-under of 36.5. Probably take the under, and uh, I, I wouldn't take the spread on that. I would just take a money line. But um, <clears throat> who else we got? We got the Browns at the Rams. Uh, Rams five and six. And uh, Browns are seven and four without a quarterback. <clears throat> Amazing! That that shows how great their defense is. Um, uh, yeah, I, the the Rams are favored by three and a half in this game. I don't I don't believe it. I would take the upside in the Browns on this one. I don't I don't think the uh, Rams offense is good enough to overcome the the Browns defense. I, I just don't I don't see it. Um, <clears throat> that's that's surprising to me that they're actually favored. They're not even favored by like one. Or, I mean, even or call it even. That's surprising to me. Um, and this will probably be the game of the week. I would I would assume. Uh, three o'clock, three three twenty-five to be exact on Fox Sunday afternoon. Uh, 49ers will be in Philadelphia to take on the Eagles, a rematch from last year's NFC Championship game, where uh, you got to give Brock Purdy credit because he, you know, the second half of that game injured, and uh, <clears throat> they kept fighting. But uh, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think they're going to have to worry about it this time. 49ers are favored by three. Uh, I, I would assume they, with that defense that they have too. Um, it's ridiculous and, and it, obviously Christian McCaffrey is just having a stellar year and I would think at this point if some if there's going to be a non-quarterback MVP of the of the NFL this year I would think it would be Christian McCaffrey he's uh he, I mean the fact that he's scoring touchdowns every game uh that's just ridiculous so uh, uh that'll be a good game though um probably be a close game the line on it is 47 and a half i think that the defenses are, are better on both sides uh are better than that i don't i don't know if they get to 48 points in this game i don't think i, I don't I, I would take i'm taking the under on it um but yeah i think it'll be a great game though it'd be really interesting to see 
uh, how well Jalen Hurts deals with the 49ers defense and uh, vice versa with Brock Purdy. But I, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that game. So uh, Then you have Sunday night game. Um, kind of surprised that the Packers have a Sunday night game. Um, but you get uh, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, his first time ever playing in Lambeau. And uh, the Chiefs are 8-3, and three, Packers 5-6. and six. KC's favored by six, which that's no surprise, uh, I would assume. And they probably will cover that too, or and then some. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that the Packers have uh, are going to put up much of a fight in this one. Uh, then Monday night uh, probably looked a hell of a lot better uh, before J- uh, Burrow got hurt. But uh, you got the Bengals against the Jaguars Monday night football. Jacksonville's favored by eight and a half. Um yeah, I don't see any reason why they don't cover that. Um, you know, the Bengals. I guess the the bright the silver lining in it all would be that they uh, they should be getting a good draft pick, and uh, which will help them tremendously with the fact that they just paid uh, paid Joe Burrow all that money, and uh, that'll help with the salary cap. They they need to get a really good offensive lineman. If, if they were smart, they with that pick this year. That's what they would do with it. Is get probably you know they they're probably going to pick high enough that they could get probably the top offensive lineman or the second best offensive lineman in the draft. So uh, I would be surprised if they didn't do that. Um, but you never know. I, I don't think uh, I don't think they're going to be able to keep all their wide receivers either. So I don't know. More weapons or protection? I would go with protection. Let's keep uh, let's keep Joe Burrow upright. Uh, so there you go, uh, Bengals. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm taking the Jacksonville cover in that eight and a half spread on uh, on Monday night. So there you go. All right. Well, let's take a break, and uh, when I come back, we'll wrap things up with uh, with another edition of Florida Man. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Now maybe. Did I mean to treat you better? But I did it anyway. And then maybe some say your life was saved, but you lived it anyway. And so maybe your friends will stand around you, watch you crumble as you fall to the ground. And then someday. Big Easy Pet Shop and Rescue is a nonprofit volunteer-run rescue. We provide adoption services and care for homeless animals across the New Orleans metro area. We also offer pet supplies and grooming services at our downtown and Marigny locations. The shops are located at 839 Spain Street and 513 Dumaine Street and are open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays and noon to 6 on Saturdays, noon to 5 on Sundays. We can be found on the web at BigEasyPetShop.com. Support local animals in need by shopping and adopting with Big Easy Animal Rescue. Are you looking for the perfect personalized gift for your friends and loved ones? Then look no further than Crow and Crescent. Crow and Crescent provides customizable handmade gifts, tumbler cups, and much more. All items are handmade with care and can be gift wrapped with personalized messages. For more information, you can find us at crowandcrescent.com and on Instagram. Crow and Crescent, let us show you the right gift for any occasion.
We're back with more of the Something to Say radio show, and it is the last segment of the week, so let's uh, make that weekly trip over to Florida and see how those good folks are uh, are making out this week. So without any further ado, here is this week's Florida Man. Down to Florida, we welcome you to the Sunshine State. They're kicking back and soaking up the rays. Every day in Florida. All right. <clears throat> the first story that I have comes from Local10.com. And the headliner is, uh, or I'm sorry, the headline is, not headliner, geez. Uh, the headline is, my zipper was broken. Florida pest control worker arrested after allegedly, allegedly exposing himself to customers. The old, my zipper was broken excuse, huh? Okay, let's see. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> and let's see. It comes from Polk County, Florida. And the, uh, let's see here. It says, a Florida man is facing several charges after deputies said he exposed himself to customers while providing an estimate for pest control services. Polk County Sheriff's deputy said Tyler Mountain, 27 years old, exposed himself to two female customers in October and November. Now your zipper was broken for over a month? Come on. Detectives said they began their investigation after a 76-year-old woman reported that an employee of Massey Services exposed himself to her while he was in her Davenport home to provide an estimate for pest control services. According to an arrest report, the victim said Mountain stepped out of her bathroom with his penis exposed, saying that his zipper was broken, and requested her assistance, which she refused. A detective later contacted Massey Services. A regional manager informed the detective that Mountain's employment with the company had been terminated following the complaint. The second such complaint they received about him. I mean, it took more than one instance him to get uh, get canned on that deal? Come on. According to the arrest report on November 22nd, Mountain was arrested for the October incident. However, the victim of a previous incident in Haines City was not in the county at the time. I wonder if that's county or country, but either way. Uh, upon the woman's return, the PCSO detective met with her and learned that Mountain came to her home on July 24, 2023, for lawn maintenance, expo exposed himself, and also claimed his zipper was broken. The man used his work position to gain access to the homes of these women and then sexually exposed himself, and this behavior is disgusting and predatory. We believe it's possible <clears throat> that more victims of this man could be out there, and if that's the case, we want them to come forward. Uh, said Grady Judd, the sheriff. Mountain is being charged with lewd exhibition and lewd exhibition to an elderly person. Hmm, that's interesting that there are two separate charges for that. <clears throat> so there you go. The old, my zipper was broken. <clears throat> All right, let's see here. Well, while we're on the... on the topic, let's stick, a, uh, stick with this one. And... Uh, <clears throat> This comes from CBS12.com, and the headline is Florida man named Michael Jackson accused of exposing himself and mocking gym goers. This happened in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Tuesday morning, a breach of peace occurred at 
Busybody Jim in Palm Beach Gardens. Uh, Michael Jackson banged on the windows, screamed vulgar obscenities, exposed himself, and challenged gym goers to to fight him with their fake muscles. Quote unquote fake muscles. The arrest report said. Wow, he was really uh, really on one. The entrance to the gym was locked, and pat- patrons had stopped working out due to fear of the 47-year-old man gaining entry. When a Palm Beach Gardens Police Department officer arrived to assess the situation, Michael Jackson was reportedly argumentative and took an interesting tactic to defend himself. Uh, the suspect began citing the U.S. constitutional statutes, according to the affidavit. Uh, Michael Jackson confused to the, uh, confessed to the officer he was angry with the gym goers because of their quote-unquote fake muscles and their, their ability to quote-unquote sleep with beautiful women. Excuse me. Amid the disturbance, the suspect allegedly pulled his pants down at one point, which two people witnessed, the document said. Uh, Michael Jackson was ultimately taken to the Palm Beach County Jail due to his allegations or alleged actions and charged with disorderly conduct and indecent exposure. His first appearance hearing was Wednesday morning and he's scheduled uh, he's scheduled for a status check on Monday. <clears throat> Excuse me. The 47-year-old man was later released from jail Wednesday on his own recognizance on the condition he regularly reports back to the court system. I don't think I've ever seen somebody's full name used so much in an article than this one with all the Michael Jackson stuff. I mean granted it's kind of funny that that's the name but still uh, <clears throat> all right, that is about all the time we're going to have for uh, for tonight. So everybody have a fantastic weekend and uh, rest of your weekend, I should say. And uh, hopefully we can we get uh, a, a better Saints game than what we got last week. I'm fingers crossed on it, but uh, it's going to be a tough game for him for sure. So. All right, gang. Well, I'll be back next week with more of the Something to Say radio show. And until then, remember, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. We'll talk to you soon. If you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. When you get knocked down, you got to get back up. I ain't the sharpest knife in the drawer, but I know enough to know. If you're gonna be dumb, you gotta be tough. I lit my brain with rot gut whiskey till my pain was chicken fried. And I had dudes with badges frisk me, teach me how to swallow pride. I took advice. No-